Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Mama's Fireplay Podcast. I am financial planner, Canna Campbell. One quick reminder, as always, please make sure you pay attention to my general advice warning. None of my content is ever personal advice, investment advice, or product advice, so please always bear that in mind. Now, today we're talking about fashion and money. We're not talking about it in a go out there and buy this and buy that, but talking about it in a mindful way, a respectable way, a responsible way. And I get to interview one of my most favorite fashion inspirations, Jamie from Mademoiselle Jim. All right. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on to this morning's podcast. Um, I was so excited when you said that, yes, you'd agree to, to, to come on and, and let me pick your brain around fashion and style and shopping. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and I actually go quite a way back. I think mm. we met about four years ago or even actually, longer. It might have been further back than that because it was before my husband and I purchased our house, which was almost four years ago. Now, what I love about your Instagram account is it's almost therapeutic watching it and going scrolling through and quite frankly stalking you. I don't feel this like overwhelming rush um, to go out and splurge and buy things and have this and have that. It's almost, you know, it's so harmonious. It's therapeutic. Just looking at the way you've beautifully curated your style, your wardrobe, your purchases. And I know this obviously because I know you, you know, from behind the scenes, but I know that you know, you are responsible with your money. I, I, we've had discussions, you know, obviously brief ones in the past about your savings goals, your financial goals, how you manage your cash flow and your budget. But I also see that obviously you're immaculately put together. You have, you are so stylish. You have so much grace and elegance about you. How, how are you doing all of this and balancing your financial well-being? Well, that's very kind of you to say. I swear I am not always put together. Yesterday was not a chic day at all. Um, But I think the thing is to really have a good sense of what your personal style is when you are going out shopping. Um, I think that's the first thing to do to make sure that you're not, I would say, wasting your money in any way. Um, And then purchasing the right pieces that are going to work in your wardrobe and be really functional and versatile. And something that I've actually been doing since I was in my early 20s, I'm almost 34 now, (laughs) is to purchase pieces that work um, for double duty. I am probably a little bit more of a slightly more dressed up person, even Mm -hmm. in my spare time. And that definitely works in my favor. It means that I can really stretch my budget a little bit further when I am adding anything new to my closet. Oh, that's that's good to know. So you will buy mindfully so that you, when you do have money, you've got a little bit more to spend. You can actually afford to purchase those, I would dare I say, investment pieces because you know that they're versatile and Dress up and yeah, dress so, down. so something that um, so when I worked in a corporate office, I was trying to buy items that I would be able to wear both in the workplace, but mm-hmm. then I could also dress down and make them a little bit more casual for the weekend as well. Okay, how have you worked out your own individual personal style and taste? Because this is something I always recommend to people: is like think about what your real life looks like, not your fantasy life. Because I could buy a dozen party oh, dresses. I get a- so caught up in, fantasy, <laughs> in my fantasy self; it's very easy to get swept away by that. And then you can end up wasting a whole pile of money on like dresses. And I don't have a lifestyle anymore that is going to like fabulous parties in a little tiny dress. Like, so I, I recommend people think about their lifestyle. But how have you, you know, you know? I also obviously recommend that people think about their color palette. Like, what are your, I guess, your tips 
for someone who's looking at their wardrobe going, you know what, I need to start over again, but I want to do it correctly. I've got too many regretful purchases. I've got purchases that I've, you know, still have things that have the tags hanging off still. Like how do I do this right so that I stop wasting money? So I actually first started a decluttering journey when I was in my 20s. I discovered this um, blog, which no longer exists, and she was all about minimizing everything down. And she had a list of uh, essentials that she had in her closet, and mm-hmm. she had one of each, and that was it. And I very much aspired to have something very similar. At that mm-hmm. time, I, I think I felt a little bit overwhelmed by the state of my closet, which was full of vibrant prints and things that just didn't really go together. Mm-hmm. They were very much a one-and-done item that you would wear and it was very memorable Um, and didn't really feel like you could wear it over and over again get the same mileage out of it as something that was a little bit more classic or timeless so uh, I started by kind of I guess cutting all the bulk out and really defining what it was that I felt comfortable in and uh, also items that I felt would work really well and harmoniously with each other. Uh, So that was kind of my first step. And it's really the hardest part as well, I Mm, think, mm. uh, because... You've got to invest your time up front Mm -hmm. so that then going forward it's, it's more financially efficient, it's more enjoyable, and it's, you know, it's simplified. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the key is to try everything on first. Take photos of things that you feel really great in and also outfits that you really love so you can go back to them and you can also dissect what it is that you really like about those outfits. This is a big one that I think a lot of people forget about is when you see an outfit on someone or when you manage to randomly put together an outfit and go, oh, I've got dressed in a hurry, but this works really nicely. Like actually stop and take the time to go, oh, hang on. What is it about this look that I'm loving right now? Is it the color combination? Is it the fabrics? Is it the cuts, the simple, you know, clean cuts or proportions? Yeah. Proportions and how you've balanced out the outfit. That's the guide then that takes you through to the, you know, the shopping experience where you don't waste money buying regretful, you know, wasteful purchases. Yeah. And I, I know I'm, I'm definitely guilty of mm. making purchases that oh. I regret. I think we all are. Yeah, we all And definitely. definitely don't want to beat yourself up about it. it. happens to the best of us. And it's an opportunity to learn. Like with mm-hmm. any mistake in life, you know, it's an opportunity to go, okay, where did I go wrong? And whenever I go through and do a cull of my wardrobe, um, I've picked out the brands where I used to shop at um, and they would always be in my pile to sell or donate. And I now know whenever I catch myself either walking past that store or, you know, looking at that website online, I know, hang on, so many of my purchases where I've given them away or donated have come from this store. And I either quickly click off or I really, really think about anything before I purchase. So whereas I know the items that have been in my wardrobe for like eight, nine years, I know I'm safely shopping within those brands. I mean, I do actually have a tip, and this is something that I personally do, is I track what I'm wearing in my wardrobe. Uh, Wow. (laughs) It's a bit of a laborious process. I do it very manually, but you can use um, apps and things to, um, I suppose, assist with the... Oh my god, our kids are going loose downstairs. <laughs> They're having a lot of fun. Um, you can, there are apps that you can use which assist you with the process, but essentially I will um, keep a note of what I'm wearing every single day, and seasonally I'll go through my Excel spreadsheet ch- tracker, which I've split by category. And uh, <laughs> That would be my child being the loudest. She's really bossy. <laughs> and, um, and then I can really keep a handle on what I'm wearing and what I'm not wearing in my wardrobe. And that can be a useful tool when it comes to identifying your style and actually what you're getting the most wear out of and where you should maybe uh, shop or 
gaps that you might want to fill in the future. Absolutely. And I, I found, you know, this is one of the trappings of minimalism is when you have something, when you have less, obviously I found it, it, it was, I love minimalism and I definitely try and keep a strict clean wardrobe, but I experienced disappointment because some of like, say a classic jumper, I was wearing it all the time because I didn't own many of it. And so it would wear out quite mm. quickly. So when you find, okay, for example, I love to wear a very clean striped top. Well, then I know, okay, I can justify having two of those tops or even three of those tops in different colors or similar styles because I know I'm wearing them, but I don't want to wear them all out. So, you know, wear one out and have nothing else left. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, when you, go to the shops or shop online, how, how do you do that? Like, what do you, what's your, what are your hacks? So something that I talk about a lot is my 30 day shopping rule. Mm-hmm. I've had this for many years and essentially what it is that, essentially what it is, is that I will wait 30 days from when I see an item that I love and I feel I have to have it mm-hmm. before I consider actually purchasing it. And generally at the end of that 30 day mark, I'm not necessarily rushing out to buy it. Um, sometimes it will be, six months, a year, Mm. more than a year before I even go through with a purchase because a lot of the items that I tend to like are um, more classic ones that the brands will do every single year. They recut, yeah. Yeah, they recut Mm. them. Maybe it's got a slightly different detail, but it's still essentially the same item. Um, So that is something that really helps me when it comes to um, shopping. I also really shop with a color palette in mind. Mm-hmm. So I know this is something you talk about a yeah, lot in your, in your fashion videos. Really strict um, about my color palette. <laughs> I mean, it helps so much because you know that everything that you buy, you can put together an outfit in the dark and it is going to work. Yeah. So sticking to a really strict color palette is something I find really useful too. Um, I'm sort of stretching the limits of it at the moment, mm. going with a bit of um, earthy colours, which yeah. is nice now that I've got my base wardrobe. And mm. I feel like once you've got your core wardrobe sorted, that's when you can start to branch out and add in a little bit more colour or print to have a few more fun options. How did you work out your colour palette? I think I started with white, grey, black, okay. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> very, very simple. And mm. then uh, I remember when I first moved to Sydney, I had a little bit of baby blue and baby mm. pink in there as That's well. That's where I'm at, yeah. 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 Um, and then I sort of shifted those out and started adding in camel instead of mm. the blues. But I, I've actually found that skin undertone plays a really big role in what colors look good on you mm. and what colors you don't feel that great in. Uh, and that's trial and error. So kind of trying on clothes and seeing what colors you like on you and what ones you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I do the same thing with a, the wish list a list where, you know, I have like gift ideas for family and friends. And I have to say, I was going through my wish list, um, which, and I found things I was like, wow, I'm so glad I sat on this and just added to this because I actually now realize I don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't actually need it. And it was really empowering using that tool. So you can use a you know collections list to your advantage because it can stop you from going ahead and purchasing that because you realize, actually, I forgot about that. I didn't actually really value that. 100%. I will often go back to the items that I've sort of set aside and I've been thinking about and I'll go, actually, you know, I don't need this. I've got something similar mm. or I've had items like that in the past and not worn them. Yeah. yeah so. And then I you totally get to agree. delete it from your list and it's great. And so it yeah. stops, you, stops <laughs> you from shopping. <laughs> what do you value in fashion? Like where do you like 
to splurge and where do you like to save money? So I find tailoring is an area that I like to spend a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. I think while there are definitely um, exceptions to any rule, I really like to spend on things like coats and outerwear. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always found that to be a lot more worthwhile because your coat they last collection is, 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 is I have too many. <laughs> no, they're so beautiful. I you that's through the danger room when I follow you because I'm like, oh, that caramel coloured coat is divine. Even though it's the middle of summer, I we really do, like that. We can do a closet swap. Yeah, any day. <laughs> um, so definitely outerwear is somewhere which I think it's worth spending a little bit more mm -hmm. money. Um, blazers as well, um, whether you like to wear them more casually or if you wear them for the office. Mm -hmm. um, I know when I was in a corporate office, I wore a blazer every day. Yeah. And uh, an expensive blazer, um, I bought one from Helmet Lang. I think it was around $750 mm -hmm. and this was... 12 years ago, yeah. something like that. That was a lot of money to me. Yeah, um, it is a lot of money. But, but I wore that blazer almost every single day, mm, and so mm. it was a really great purchase. It was so well tailored, and it really lasted. Mm. Um, I have a couple of blazers, and um, I wear them. I'm not in a corporate office anymore. My office in Sydney is a very casual one, and I'm working from home a lot with, obviously, COVID. But I find I put a blazer over so many things. I put a blazer over a big floral maxi dress i'll put a, a blazer over like some casual like uh sneakers and jeans um it really transforms a look you, you, it's it, it gives it a really sharp upmarket polished look i find absolutely um and because i've been doing these videos around the best basics mm -hmm. and doing a lot of research <laughs> so that no one else has to waste their money i've done it for you oh. um and one thing i found like t-shirts for example i bought t-shirts which were affordable ones that were more expensive mm -hmm. and ones that span the middle of the range and actually what i found was that there was very very little difference between them really? so yeah um and i mean i wore these t-shirts a lot like 10 times plus and they were very similar in terms of how they wore. So I have this white H&M T-shirt, mm -hmm. and um, whenever I wear that in a photograph or on Insta sto Instagram story, I get inundated with people asking me, where did you get that white T-shirt from? Because <laughs> it's one of those really good quality thick ones uh, with a round neck, um, and I, I, sadly I've gone to H&M a thousand times to stock up on them, and they're just not available. Where do you buy your T-shirts from? Uh, so I've got quite a few. Um, one of my favourites is the Eveline Air Tea for something gauzy and oversized, mm -hmm. uh, perfect for the Sydney climate. Mm -hmm. um, Uniqlo is also a really, really good place. Really? Okay. And they do those very thick yes. ones. Yeah. So um, actually, my Uniqlo U yeah, is, the, I, is, the, is, the, is the one. Okay, Uniqlo U. The Uniqlo U t-shirt as opposed oh. to just the Uniqlo tees. All right, everyone. Yeah. If, you, if you're one of those people who's messaged me about my white t-shirt that's no longer available... Um, head to Uniqlo. <laughs> now, um, Amy, what about shoes and accessories and handbags? So I find it really hard to spend a lot of money on shoes these days. Really? I, Why is that? Well, so I used to spend so much on shoes. I remember buying the Chloe Susanna boots years and years ago. <laughs> I actually got them for a steal because I bought them off eBay um, and they were, they've been worn three times. Mm. Um, but I just find it so challenging because I've got quite a lot of shoes mm. um it's an area of my wardrobe which i really find hard to say no when i see mm. a new pair i like um and we've all got our vices minus shoes <laughs> <laughs> so i i tend to actually purchase a more affordable version of a designer shoe before i decide to splurge on it for example right now i'm wearing my saint laurent new pieds or tribute sandals and i bought a pair from an australian brand called jane debster mm -hmm. they were leather so they were good quality and i knew mm. they would 
be comfortable and also last. I think I had those for four years or five years before mm. they were just unwearable. Mm. Uh, and having those in my wardrobe made me realize that if I actually spent the seven hundred or so dollars it cost for the Saint Laurent pair, I would wear them. And yeah. it was a good for me. That's a good way to sort of experiment um, mm. without actually wasting any money because yep. I've bought designer shoes that I've just not worn. Yeah. So <laughs> I have um, a funny story for you. We just had a, um, a week away at Emerald beach and I, of course I packed like so many clothes for the kids and then packed pretty much for, almost literally forgot to pack for myself. So I went up with this like hodgepodge of like clothes that nothing, it would just was bizarre what I managed to pack. I, I, so I guess what traveling with three kids does to you, but um, I went with one pair of shoes, which were my Chanel thongs. And, um, these Chanel shoes are six and a half years old and I have worn them to death and they fell apart and I get them resold. I take really good care of my shoes. I, you know, even when I buy them, I go get them resold to keep the, because it does mean they last so much longer. And at the time I bought these in Paris, um, uh, and they cost, I think around about $650. Sadly, Chanel thongs are not that much. It's not as cheap as that now. Not that that's cheap at all. It's actually ridiculously expensive, but they've put their prices up essentially Mm. massively. And these shoes fell apart on holiday and I had to go to, um, a, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying the brand, but I went to Best and Less because that was the only store available where I was, and I bought a pair of thongs for one dollar. I was like, okay, great, this is perfect because um, they were so the Chanel ones had fallen bad, fallen apart so badly. I literally could not wear them at all. Anyway, within a couple of hours, the one dollar thongs were like falling apart, and oh, all, no. the, all the patterns had come off them already, and it just made me laugh because, like, you know, when you do take care of your items. Um, you know, your dollars per wear can, is actually there. If you take yeah. care and you buy, shop mindfully, you know that you're going to wear them, you know, obviously, as you say, if shoes sitting in your closet not being worn is a waste of money. But when you do it mindfully and you invest in quality oh. rather than quantity, it's um, definitely <laughs> well worth All right. You've shared so many insights and hacks, so thank you so much. I want to come back to now your your finances. And obviously, I'm not asking you to disclose anything private, but I know you are responsible with money. I know you stick to a budget. I know you don't get yourself, like, in trouble financially or, you know, um, consume to excess. Uh, can you share, explain to me or share with me how you – what your attitude is towards your finances and shopping? Absolutely. So, for me, bills come first. Bills first, saving second, shopping third. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really good attitude and approach to have. Um, when I was younger, I definitely got a little bit silly with credit cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized pretty quickly that it just wasn't, you know, it's not for, <laughs> it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made a huge effort to pay down my credit card debt. I got rid of my credit card mm-hmm. and I made sure that I was shopping with cash. And actually watching your videos was something that really mm-hmm. helped instill that in me as oh, well. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot of ideas and advice from you um, watching your videos over mm-hmm. the years. Um, so that's kind of the first thing that I will do. Um, I don't necessarily have a budget per se every month for shopping because yeah. my income at working as a freelancer and for myself, um, it does mean that it, it does fluctuate. But 
I set myself savings goals mm-hmm. um, and I'm really proud to share that I hit my savings goal a month early this year. So, so, <laughs> so that was such a great achievement for me because I actually set it quite high and mm. I've now set another one to reach for the end of um, the year, which I'm hoping I will hit, mm. fingers mm. crossed. But, but for me, I, I never want to deny myself. So this isn't just when it comes to shopping. It's mm. also when it comes to, you know, eating out occasionally with friends as well. So while that's generally at the bottom of my budget, uh, I do make sure to have some space for that. I remember you shared with me a financial goal, which when you were pregnant with your son and you you smashed through your financial goals because you actually had to hit your, your savings goal at the time when you were pregnant and you were rewarding yourself with a Chanel handbag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the thing. I'm the same. I have, like, I if I achieve my goals, and they're not all financial goals, they're lifestyle goals as well, uh, you know, around my well-being and my health and my fitness and my intellectual growth and personal growth as well. But if I achieve those goals, I allow myself to have you know, a, a special purchase, which for me is also a, a nice handbag. And last year I didn't achieve my goals. So I did buy a handbag, but it was actually from Seed, not Chanel. <laughs> um, and I was totally fine with that. And because when you prioritize your financial well-being in the right type of way, when you do purchase, there's no guilt or shame or embarrassment or remorse because you've, you you own it and you're proud and you can look at it. And when I look at certain bags of mine, I'm like, I bought that then and there because I did this, this and this, and it feels good. And I, I take care of my stuff. So when I put on that bag, I'm a, reminded of that special moment and there's something really nice about that no it's a good feeling especially knowing that you've purchased something with your own money and you're not getting yourself into any financial trouble in order to um you know maybe keep up an appearance or just have something pretty in your closet exactly exactly um we, we should be wearing our clothes not just letting them sit in the back of our closet mm-hmm. not seeing the light of day can i ask you do you ever buy pre-loved Absolutely. Okay, and good. <laughs> this is actually the top that I'm wearing right now. I bought pre-loved. Uh, <laughs> the top I'm wearing right now is also pre-loved, and so are my shoes, which are Chanel that. shoes. People don't realize you could buy Chanel shoes on eBay. Absolutely. No, um, I actually started shopping pre-loved when I was a teenager, uh, and it was a way that I could afford things that were better quality, um, but mm. weren't things that were accessible within my current budget or salary bracket yeah and uh, it's something that I've really continued because um, I love fashion but a lot of the designers that I like are really expensive we, and they've put their prices up mm-hmm. so much so I just can't justify some like it just it seems out of control at the moment and and it's amazing the amount of people who buy things and then want to get rid of it I'm mm-hmm. like oh that's sad didn't they think mindfully before they shopped Oh, one of my best purchases was actually a 30th birthday present for myself. It was a Stella McCartney coat, mm-hmm. which was brand new with tags, and mm. I paid less than $500 for it. Oh, way. Yeah. Yeah. So that was – and it was marketed as being pre-loved, but it was new. Uh, it's funny. I've been shopping pre-loved for just, I think, since I was about 19. And I'd say, oh, you know, I got it from eBay or, you know, this consignment store. And people would turn their nose up at me. There was I, I was I was really embarrassed to share with people I was that I was buying pre-loved. And but now it's 
it is the way going forward. Mm. And in fact, there's an amazing store you probably follow called Trading no, Style. I, I actually dropped some shoes off there. Oh, did you? Oh my god! <laughs> I actually I made a purchase the other day, um, a Christmas dress. I'm really excited about picking it up today. But it is it's the way it's the way we reduce our um, you know damage to the planet and save money along mm. the way. I mean, it's and it's such a great way also to, to make some money. As you, you know, as you said, you drop some shoes off. So you definitely resell your items when you realize you're not getting the wear out of them or it doesn't fit you anymore. Or... Yeah. And I think also just with the nature of what I do, I probably have, I know I have a bit more coming into my wardrobe than other people might. Mm-hmm. So it's a way that I can also keep a handle on that. And the thing is, is that everything that I sell is actually items that I really, really love, but I've got a minimum, you know, I've got a, mm. a certain space in my closet yeah. and I really don't want it to be too full. So yeah. trying to keep a handle on it is pretty. It's so funny you say that because <laughs> I'm exactly the same. It's the moment my closet starts to look cluttered and items are being squashed that's it like there's time for a cull Mm -hmm. and I want to be able to sift through my clothing like I almost like a store so that nothing gets crushed and crushed you know because then I don't feel inspired to wear it when it's all crinkled but it means that clothes aren't getting damaged it means I can quickly and easily find things you know nothing's hidden in the back of my closet because there is nothing there nothing can be hidden you can see everything and when you can see what you have you're more likely to wear it exactly so um I'm exactly the same and I think you know it's healthy to go through your wardrobe and 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 you can make money by selling your items like I mean I'm actually going to be doing a big cull soon and selling a whole pile of stuff online because I, I'm ready for my, my style's evolved. I've had my third baby. My figure has changed. And also, you know, COVID, working from home, doing so many more of my meetings online where my, just my top half needs to be, um, <laughs> cor- you know, more you know corporate or sharp. I can sneakishly wear tracksuit pants or my active wear underneath and no one knows any better. You mentioned how, you know, credit cards are just not for you. Do you use buy now, pay later? I do. And actually the way that I like to use it is if I'm potentially buying something for my wardrobe, which I'm not 100% sure about. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways that I would use it. So I can purchase the item, try it on at my home. Um, We've actually talked before (laughs) about how going shopping with kids is just not an enjoyable experience. It's actually a great way to save money because you get to the store and realize this is impossible. I'm not going to buy anything. I'm going to quickly get these kids into the car and drive home as fast as I possibly can. They're almost like a, a handicap. Um, You've like, got three, so harder to wrangle than just one in the oh, car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Apple's like my um, tornado of destruction. It's, shopping in a store is not therapeutic whatsoever. It's, there's, it takes all the joy out of it, so yeah. you don't, I just don't do it but you're right like shop within at home so you can try within the safety of yeah. your, and comfort and privacy of your own home exactly and then if I do choose to keep it I mean I've already made sure that I can afford the item before mm. I've purchased it and generally you know as I was saying earlier I pay my bills first I always go through and I make those payments first mm. before anything else so um, I, that's one of the first things I do when I get paid yeah. <laughs> and then you know exactly how much money you've got for those purchases mm. those you know fun frivolous yeah. purchases um, okay, look, one last quick question. So, you know, actually, I, I tell you, I have two more quick questions. Do you ever catch yourself over shopping? And if you, if you do, how do you stop yourself? 
Yes, so I actually feel like recently I've bought a lot more than I normally would. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's just hitting that financial goal that I had for the mm-hmm. year that sort of has um, brought this on, if it's been the extended lockdown. Um, I've, I'm sort of an emotional shopper sometimes, mm-hmm. so stress can bring on yeah. purchases that I've been thinking about that maybe I wouldn't have bought them if I wasn't stressed out. Mm. So that's the situation I've been in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I am planning to do for the first six months of next year is a low buy so I'm going to set myself a monthly shopping budget mm-hmm. I'm only going to allow myself to buy a certain number of items mm-hmm. I think maybe two yep. if that I don't I don't actually need anything mm-hmm. and for me the reason is it's not that I can't afford to go shopping it's more that I want to limit the amount of stuff that is coming into my life because yeah. I already have an abundance mm. uh, and also my husband and I are doing a really major home renovation so I'd like to save extra money for you know, our new furniture purchases that we're going to have to make and also for contingency. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you know what, the fact you're doing a renovation on the home that you bought not that long ago shows you how responsible you are with with your money and and shopping. I'll share with you a little hack I find when I get stressed and shopped. When I had Rocco, I had really bad postnatal depression and post-traumatic stress syndrome and I found myself going through a a bad burst of shopping it was so not like me and I sat down and was like okay what is going on like where am I at why am I doing this and I realized that it was the underlying value behind the purchase that I was craving not the actual purchase so I would go to one of my favorite stores for example like Scanlon Theodore which I adore and they were so nice to me in there and I, I and um you know it was so nice to be putting on clothes that weren't covered in baby vomit um and sticky fingers I, and it, the value for me was just being heard and being respected and being clean and you know I went through another phase where I was craving buying jumpers I just couldn't get enough buy enough fluffy jumpers and really <laughs> and really I was just craving that nurturing wholesome loving feeling and the moment I realized that that pert desire or insatiable appetite to shop just immediately dissipated. And I was like, okay, well, I need to spend some more time taking care of myself and nurturing myself and, you know, having a warm bath or lighting a candle or having more acts of self-love. And that stopped those purchases dead in their tracks. And, you know, just stopping and taking time to go, hang on, why am I really going and buying this? And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. When I purchase something, I do it guilt-free because I'm purchasing for the right reasons. And I don't find when I shop correctly and I shop mindfully I find that I do not have the desire to go back online or back to the store and get that high again because I'm still high off that purchase that I made last month or three months ago or five months ago because I've shopped mindfully and I think that's so important is allow it enjoy the purchase so that 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 high lasts is a sustainable high and that's the right type of purchase not this like purchased something one weekend got a high from that lasted two days going back to the shops again next weekend getting another quick fix high from that like that's what we want to stop that's actually great advice and and i think very true because i tend to put myself last i'm on the bottom of the totem pole (laughs) uh, and i find that when i am doing things for myself i'm actually not really shopping so Yeah. yeah that's all right my one last question is how do you look so expensive? Like you, you I, I know you're good with your money and I know you're not throwing money at looking expensive, but what are your tips for looking expensive? Because you look so polished. 
the oh. way you put yourself together. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I actually think um, maybe wearing a lot of natural fibres as opposed to synthetics <laughs> might be part of it. I think finding the silhouettes that really work for your body shape and actually having and projecting confidence in what you're wearing is part of it as well. Uh, you know, I do wear things that are from H&M, mm-hmm. uh, which are really affordable, and I think that they look just as expensive as some of the things that I have paid, you know, several hundred dollars for. So I think it's all about how you wear it and also how you're pairing things together. A neutral color palette definitely tends to have a bit more of that luxury feel to it. It, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on to today's podcast. I will link Jamie's Instagram account for everyone to go and check out and give her a follow if you like her content. I promise you, you won't regret it. I promise you, you will not feel the desire to go and shop all the time. You're just you'll feel, I guess, I think a greater sense of fashion. I find I respect fashion so much more through through your um, the content you create and it's beautifully curated. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I think to your point, hopefully if you do have a look at my Instagram, you just get inspired to remix the things you already have as opposed to necessarily buying something new. Exactly. And I have to say, it's funny when I see something of yours that I know you've owned for like many, many years, I'm like, oh, that old gem's back. It's still there, still in the closet. (laughs) So everyone, if you are shopping, make sure you shop mindfully. Make sure, of course, you always check your budget before shopping. Both Jamie and I have proven to you how important this is because that's how you make sure you have something to show for all the hard work that you do. Only buy what you love, value, use, and appreciate. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week for more podcasts on Sugar Mama's Fireplay. Ciao for now.